This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla, and today I'm really excited because I have one of my personal mentors that I absolutely love that I'm interviewing on my channel. We connected through the human design coaching program that I'm doing right now. Her name is Randy, and she's a human design and Gene Keys business coach. And I'm really excited to have her on here today because we're going to be chatting about Gene Keys and just wherever the conversation takes us. So she's currently living in Hawaii, which I think is so cool. So I'm just super thrilled to have her here. So Randy, I would love if you can just share a little bit about yourself and then we're just going to dive into Gene Keys and chat about human design and alignment and all the things. Aloha, Kayla. I'm so excited to be here with you. I am a 6-2 sacral generator like yourself, which is one of the ways that we connected was because of, you know, sharing the same type profile and inner authority. And especially like that six, two, which, you know, that's the thing that really drew me into human design. When I discovered in the, in the first place, it wasn't finding out that I was a generator. I was like, okay, cool. But when I learned about the six line and the two line, I was immediately hooked. And I've been studying human design and the gene keys for the past two and a half years. And it's really become the foundation of my business in the past 18 months. I'm really excited that we're going to be diving into gene keys today because I haven't talked about this yet on my podcast channel. And obviously right now at this time in the program, so Randy's a support coach in the program that I'm in, we're just getting into gene keys and manifestation and all of that. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. And so I want to ask you, so obviously, did you learn about human design first and then gene keys? And then what specifically drew you into gene keys more? Yeah, so I found out about human design first, but I found out about Gene Keys actually pretty close to the beginning of my human design experiment. Um, I was at a retreat with a bunch of other business owners, and we were talking about our human design, and somebody mentioned the Gene Keys, and I was like, what's that? And they're like, it's like spiritual grad school. It's like, you know, taking this to like a whole nother deep level, and I was like, oh, okay, tell me more. I need to learn more. So I remember I had a Gene Keys reading uh, pretty, sh- actually, I think that might, I might've even had a Gene Keys reading before I had a formal human design reading. And it really helped me to understand the uniqueness of my chart on a deeper level, because it explained these different archetypes and how they affected my my health, my purpose, my fulfillment. And I kind of put it aside for a while because I wanted to really understand human design, but it was something that was always kind of there in the background. And I had the Gene Keys book and would read it, but it didn't really, at the time, it didn't really land. And I always believe that things find you at the right time in the right way. And so I never just, I never forced it. I never, you know, made myself push through that resistance. It was just like, okay, it's not the right time for me, but it was just always there. And it was probably, um, 
I think it was last, actually probably about a year ago where I really started diving deep into it. It just like finally was the right time for me to explore this because I felt like I had, I don't want to say mastered human design because I think we're always deepening our understanding, our knowledge, our embodiment of the system. And it's, I feel like the system is also um, here to be our embodiment of the, of our human design. So I felt like I was ready to like add, like layer on something, you know, because I had like that solid foundation of what it was like to follow my strategy and my authority. And I felt like, okay, now I really want to have an, an understanding of some of these other elements, specifically around the gates, because in human design, I never felt like I really understood the gates in a deep way. Like I had read so many different interpretations and, you know, different uh, books and resources about the gates, and it never really landed for me in the way that like other elements of human design did. And then when I found the gene keys, it completely transformed that. So the gene keys are based on, it's, it's different from human design. If you're wondering like, what is it? It was born out of human design, but it's different than human design. So Richard Rudd, who channeled the gene key system, he actually studied with Ra'aruhu, who is the, you know, who channeled the human design system. And Richard Rudd actually opened the first um, international human design school in the UK. And he actually ran the human design school in the UK until he branched off from human design and started the gene keys. And the gene keys are based on the 64 hexagrams of the I Ching, which are what the gates in human design are based on. And he used what Ra channeled through this understanding of our design date and our birth date, how that comes together for our unique profile. He used those algorithms, those measurements to give you your hologenetic profile, which is your gene keys profile. So you can actually understand that based on your human design chart because it uses the same uh, you know, gates as, for instance, your conscious and unconscious sun and earth. That's part, that's the first sequence is your activation sequence, which comes from those same gates as you have in your incarnation cross and human design. So there are a lot of overlaps, but it is a totally different system. And it's much more a right brain feminine approach compared to human design, which is much more a left brain logical approach way you described all of that was like so perfect and it even just gave me a little bit more clarity because obviously I'm starting to learn more about gene keys but the way that you just described like how it ties into the gates and just the unconscious sun and everything like I think that the listeners are going to have a better understanding like oh because I do see it online where obviously gene keys and human design can go hand in hand but even just for myself what what I've learned so far in SSCC with with Eden and everyone is like I'm like okay here's my human design like you said there's my strategy there's this this and this like it is a very masculine approach of like even though there's a lot of fluidity in terms of energy with human design it's still very quote like structured in terms of like how yeah, it's telling you it. what to do it's telling you if you are a generator you act this way you are here to respond you like and and it can feel 
limiting in a lot of ways because we feel like, and this is where I feel like a lot of people get stuck in human design is they're putting themselves back into a box instead of experimenting with the nuances of their unique design as a generator or a projector or a manifester or whatever that might be. So the way that I respond and the way that I tune into my sacral authority is going to be completely different than you, Kayla, even though both of us are six, two sacral generators, you have your G center and your sacral connected. And I have my head and Ajna are connected. And then I have a wide split to the rest of my energy. So I have a completely open throat and undefined G center. And then my sacral is connected to my root Uh, my heart center and my splenic center. So those four centers um, are another like grouping, right? So the way that we experience our energy and respond to the world and tap into our inner authority is going to be completely different, even though on paper, it says that we are both 6'2 sacral generators who are here to respond and trust our gut, but we experience it completely differently. Oh yeah. And it's like, even, even like, if you look at your chart and we've got like the lines, the columns of the planets and the gates and everything, even that itself is like, okay, you know, I'm a, we're both six to sacral generators, but then you look at the planetary alignments in our charts and obviously our gene keys are completely different. Like, it's just, there's just, yeah, I think that's the thing is that when we have a basic understanding of something, it becomes very blocked and it's like very, oh, I understand this. I'm going to put it over here and we compartmentalize what we understand so that we can continue to like make sense of it. Right. So I think it's really amazing that obviously, you know, with the gene keys, you can see this through a different lens and like take it in a different direction and just have it be a more fluid experience. So I would love if you can dive into the sequences with Gene Keys and even just if you want to start in a really basic way of like how to understand Gene Keys a little bit more and the sequences, then we'll just continue the conversation in that direction. Yeah. So, you know, just kind of a little bit more going off this like logical versus like experiential approach that the Gene Keys has, you know, with the Gene Keys, it gives you a profile, but it's not going to tell you like it doesn't give you a type. It doesn't give you a strategy. It doesn't give you an inner authority. It doesn't tell you, it, it, it tells you, okay, my life's work is in the 54th gene key, line six. And it'll give you some, you know, some things to contemplate, but I have to actually unlock that wisdom through living it. And that's what I feel like has been so powerful with the Gene Keys is it's taken my embodiment, not only of my Gene Keys, but my design to a completely different level because it's all about interacting with your profile, interacting with your design. You know, so many times we want to just like gain more information and more knowledge, but we're, you know, we're waiting until we have it all figured out intellectually before we actually start living it. And I've always been the type of person who, you know, as I'm learning something, I'm integrating it. I'm embodying it. I'm like taking it in fully. And that's what's really, I believe, created such rapid transformation in my life is that I'm not waiting until I have all of the knowledge, all of the understanding before I start integrating it. So I think that's something really key, regardless if you are 
going into this through the lens of human design or the gene keys. So the reason why I love the gene keys is it's actually for me, a much more simpler approach than human design, which I never would have thought before because it, it seemed so complex to me. And it just seemed like, you know, because I wanted that logical understanding. I wanted like the systems and the structures and the how to's. I wasn't really ready to let go of all of that until I, you know, came to the Gene Keys a year later um, and really fully immersed into that. And now it's like, I've so much of my human design I've let go of. Like it doesn't actually really matter to me as much as the frequency of the expression of the energy. And that's what, what the gene keys are all about. So the gene keys, it gives the 64 archetypes of the I Ching, the 64 hexagrams, it breaks them down into three different frequencies of expression. And it's called the spectrum of consciousness. So each gene key has three different words that describe its shadow frequency, its gift frequency, and its city frequency. And so the shadow frequency Frequency. This is the frequency of human suffering. This is the frequency of, um, the, honestly, the mass majority of, of mankind is operating from this shadow frequency. This is the frequency of the victim. Um, and the key teaching of the Gene Keys is that every shadow contains a gift. The shadow is actually a gift in itself. Because what the shadow does is it plants a seed for the gift to be realized. You know, when we start to experience these shadows, they're an opportunity for us to release the gift by allowing, accepting, and embracing our shadows. We don't want to get rid of our shadows. We never want to get rid of our shadows. We want to change our perspective and our relationship with our shadows. And as we do that, we uncover the gift that is hidden within every single shadow. And the gift frequency is the higher expression of the shadow. The shadow is still there, but we're leveraging it in a more open-hearted way. We are taking responsibility for the shadow. We're no longer in that state of victimhood. And we're releasing these gifts in service to the whole. And that's really the gift is the most practical element of the gene keys that we can be using. And a lot of times people want to get to the city. So the city, this is like the highest expression. This is like enlightenment. It's spiritual realization. And the cities can seem really intoxicating, really attractive. Like I remember when I saw the city of the 53rd gene key, which is my conscious earth. It's my evolution. And I remember seeing it, it's super abundance. And I was like, Ooh, super abundance. Yes. Because if you don't know my conscious, uh, son, the shadow of 54 is and greed love to hear that super abundance was, you know, one of my cities. But when you actually understand superabundance, it actually has nothing to do with what we think abundance really is. It's a space beyond abundance. And that's what the cities are, is they're actually beyond any striving, any doing, any seeking, any searching. And it's not, we can't get to the city the same way we get to the gift. We have to literally dissolve our individuality and come back into that oneness, that unity 
And it doesn't mean that we dissolve our individuality or our uniqueness, but we dissolve that illusion that we are separate. And that's really what the city is. And so, you know, it's not really the goal to get to the city. The goal is to allow, accept, and embrace the shadow over and over and over again so that you can be living from that gift frequency more frequently so that you can really know what it's like to be living in your gifts. And when your shadows come, you're not afraid of them. You lean into them because you know that within that is something so powerful, so great, something you, you don't even know necessarily that you need that is there for you when you can lean into the shadow. I am listening to you. And honestly, the way that you're talking about this is like intoxicating. Like it's just the way that you just described it. I'm just like sitting here and I'm smiling so hard. I'm like, this is, this is so, this is so profound, you know? And one thing that I really love is that Randy's definitely said this in our Voxer chat for the program where I was talking about how I was experiencing the shadow of, in my spleen, I have gate 48 unconsciously defined and it's the shadow is um, the fear of inadequacy. And I can see this showing up in my life, right? And I also think it ties into my heart center being completely open. So this like, this, this need to like prove myself or just you know, have it all figured out. And I mean, that's like shadows in my open and undefined head and Ajna. Like there's just, I have a lot of openness. So it's like, there's a lot of gifts, air quotes, a lot of gifts there for me. And so it's funny because I had this visualization when I was listening to you. And it's like, if you were to imagine gene keys in the sense that the, the shadows is like the dirt, it's the soil, right? And from there, the gift is like the beginning seedling of whatever the energy of that gate is and the blooming of the flower is essentially the city but the thing is it's all one you need the soil you need the manure you need that shit really to grow the rest of it like it's all it's all necessary if you just take away the soil you get rid of all the the shadows in your charts then you're left with a flower that has absolutely nothing to nurture it and so I really love the way that you you talked about this and it's just more inclusive because there is a lot of like in the human design world and even in just the personal development world, like, oh, I need to fix and change myself. Then I will be enlightened. Then I will be whole and complete. Like these are all the things I need to overcome, like my trauma and this and that and the other. But there's like so much gold there that we don't necessarily see because we think we have to get away from it. So everything that you just said was like so beautiful. And I just, I love the way that you described that. And I could like feel your passion coming through. Yeah. And I feel like that's really what we need to shift away from is this belief that we are not whole and complete as we are in every single moment, in every single moment, you are whole, complete. You have exactly what you need. And we have to get away from this belief that it's something outside of us. You know, that's what I really love about the Gene Keys is it's returning us to the God within, to the divine within. Because the truth is that each and every one of us are a unique expression of the divine, of the one. You know, we are a unique expression of that. And it's remembering that truth of your divinity. You know, that there's nothing wrong with you. All we have to do is, is really allow, accept, and embrace every single moment. And to me, that is abundance, that is prosperity, because the fears, the shadows, the worries, it all comes from us either living in the past or 
projecting, you know, fears and worries into the future. When we can really be present and be grounded and be in our bodies in the moment, we realize that we always have everything that we need. And that's really what, you know, the Gene Keys has given me is what we call core stability. And this comes from your unconscious sun and earth. So in the, the first sequence in the Gene Keys is known as the activation sequence. And this is your conscious and unconscious sun and earth. So your conscious sun is your life's work. This is what you're here to do. And your conscious earth is your evolution. This is what you're here to learn. And then your unconscious sun, this is your radiance. This is what keeps you healthy. And your unconscious earth is your purpose. And this is what deeply fulfills you. It's a level of consciousness that you're here to bring to your life's work. It's less about doing, but more about being. That's what I love about purpose. Purpose isn't about what you do. It's about who you be. And so these four spheres really help you to, you know, it's called unlocking your genius because this is your unique genius that you're here to share with the world. And your conscious sun and earth, they're connected by this pathway of challenge. So your conscious sun and earth are going to create a core challenge in your life. Because your conscious sun and earth are what we call programming partners, and they're opposing energies on the wheel. So they're going to be opposites. So like my conscious sun is in Capricorn, and my conscious earth is in Cancer. So they're opposite, right? Opposite energies. So it's going to create some challenge, right? It's going to create this core challenge that you're really here to continually, like I said, allow, accept, embrace, allow, accept, embrace, take responsibility for that, you know, really allow, accept, embrace the shadow so you can release that gift. And then what happens is you unlock this next pathway, which connects your conscious earth to your unconscious sun. And this pathway that connects it is called the pathway of breakthrough. And this is where you literally go from your conscious design to your unconscious design. And you're unlocking this breakthrough that's showing you the unconscious patterns that have been holding you back. Because it's really in our unconscious design that can, I don't want to say controls, but it, if our unconscious design, if the design of our body isn't functioning optimally, our conscious design can't function optimally, you know, like, because our unconscious design, that's the vehicle. The conscious design is the passenger. The passenger is just like looking out the window, right? It's not actually driving it. The driver is our monopole, our G-center. So the conscious design, you know, can't enjoy the view <laughs> if, the, if the driver and the vehicle aren't functioning optimally, right? So we have to start looking at that unconscious side to see these patterns these unconscious patterns that are holding us back. And that's your radiance. That's looking at your radiance, those things that keep you healthy, you know, and really starting to, um, when you're living in the gift of your radiance, you're shining this inner light. You know, you're literally lit up from the inside out when you're exuding the gift of your radiance. And then the last pathway that connects your radiance with your purpose is called the pathway of core stability. And this pathway of core stability is what really grounds us in this 
3D physical reality. It's what allows us to stay grounded in our purpose, even when we're being triggered externally. And I think that's what so many people are actually lacking is core stability. Like you might change your mindset. You might kind of like, you know, understand that challenge from your conscious sun and earth and transform your mindset. You might have had some breakthroughs, but you haven't ever stabilized the breakthrough. You haven't actually ever grounded that breakthrough. And that's where then people will have these breakthroughs. They'll have these like massive quantum leaps. And then we'll go back to where they were in just a couple of months. You know, they fall back into those old patterns. And there's two other sequences in, in the golden path. And the next sequence is the Venus sequence. And the final sequence is the pearl sequence. And these pathways of challenge, breakthrough, and core stability are mirrored throughout all of those different sequences. So, it, you know, in, in the Venus sequence, we deepen our core stability in relationships. And that's so powerful because... It's one thing to have done all the inner work yourself, but then if you go and you get around, you know, your mom and you're brought back to like when you were 10 years old and, you know, all the inner child wounding comes up, is it real? Is that really what, what it's all about? Because we're never going to be alone, right? Even if you're a solopreneur, you're single, you're like, I, I do like, you still interact with people. We're still in relationships like all of the time. And so the Venus sequence is really the heart of the gene keys. It's really getting to the core of our wounding that occurred in childhood. And it's, it's allowing us to go there to these tender spots in our, in our development and learn to reparent ourselves so that we keep our heart and keep it open and lead from an open heart. That's another thing I see, you know, I'm a, I'm a six line and I'm on the roof. So I'm seeing all these things. And like, one of the things I see is that like, so many people are not leading with an open heart. We're leading from our wounded inner child. And that's why this Venus sequence work is so powerful because when we, when we open up the heart, we lead with an open heart. It prepares us to move into the pearl sequence, the final sequence, which is about unlocking prosperity. But prosperity can really only truly be unlocked when our heart is open. I tried to enter the pearl sequence before I had gone through the Venus sequence, because again, greed was like, ooh, prosperity. Yeah, I want to know about that first. I want to know about that first. And I can tell you from going through the pearl sequence before I had gone through the Venus and going through it after the Venus it had an experience and the ways that it manifested in my life were so much more potent after I had the courage to go through the Venus sequence. And I highly suggest the Venus sequence to everybody, but especially if you a left angle cross, if you have transpersonal karma or a five, one, five, two, six, two, or six, three profile, this is your work. Our life is about learning through relationships. And how we do that is by reparenting ourselves, going to those tender places and learning to open up the heart so that we can enter into the pearl, into this realm of prosperity from a place of open-heartedness because prosperity is unlocked through service. And so we have to have an open heart to enter into that.
I love listening to you talk about Gene Keys. I just like, I'm obviously learning so much, right? But one thing that you said that I thought was really profound and it just kind of had me go like, huh, was when you talked about that core stability and and I see, I like see this now as well of when we have a breakthrough, like this is what I see. And I, I know I'm guilty of this too, is like, you know, you're pushing, you're doing the thing, you're doing the inner practice, the inner work, all the things, and then bam, you have a breakthrough. And then it's like, okay, bye. And you just run off like you, okay, like sayonara, see you later, we're done, bye. And then you go off and you do the next thing, right? But the thing is, there's still so much gold available in the experience of the breakthrough, right? So when you talked about this core stability of like looking like, okay, like, what have I learned here? What can I embody? What am I releasing? What am I welcoming? And like, really, it's like getting a completion with the breakthrough but it's almost like before before we have the breakthrough there's this there's this like such an urgency and this desire like oh my god I just need to like get through the shit like once I get through the gates we just want to get to the destination and we don't understand that it's a becoming process yeah it's like we have to actually take that time to become the embodiment of that right so this is where imposter syndrome comes from like imposter syndrome is actually a, I think it's a good thing. Here's why. Imposter syndrome is actually a good thing. And here's why. Imposter syndrome shows that you actually give a fuck. Because, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are like, I don't care if I'm not embodying that, if I'm not that, like, I'm just going to go and do it anyway. So they don't really care about the customer, about the client, right? When you have imposter syndrome, it shows that you actually care and that you want to be in integrity, right? Like it's, it's a good thing. And the thing is, is that when we're manifesting something, we're not actually designed to be that thing right now, right? We're, we're in the process of becoming that. And so it's about being able to like feel that imposter syndrome and take that inspired action anyway to be the embodiment of whatever it is that you're selling or you're promoting, you know, because that's how we actually move through that imposter syndrome is looking deeply into how do I fully embody this? And that's the becoming process. You know, that's through the sales process, you holding that energy. And even after like, All of that is part of that becoming process that a lot of times we want to just gloss over because we just want to get to the destination. One thing that you said that I really love is, so I actually wrote a post on this the other day. I don't know if you saw it, if this is like a complete divine coincidence, but I was talking about how I I personally at this point in my life was like really experiencing a lot of imposter syndrome around showing up and being like, you know, I'm showing up how I want my business to run. I'm showing up you know, how I want things to go in terms of people engaging or people signing up or wanting to work with me, I'm showing up that way. And I'm like, oh my God, imposter syndrome. Like, what if, what if people find out, you know, that maybe not a lot of people signed up or no one signed up or this didn't work or that didn't work and so on. I keep showing up. And then I I boiled it down. And in the post I even shared, I was like, what this really comes down to is that I really fucking care. And it's crazy that you literally just said this because it's true. And I was like experiencing major imposter syndrome because I can feel this process that I'm in right now of like leaving my nine to five, going into my business of like, who the fuck am I to do that? And, and then I really boiled it down. And I was like, Kayla, it's because you care. Like you care about the people you interact with. You care about the things that you're creating and the content that you put out and helping people. And it's like, okay, if I care, 
then there's nothing wrong. There's nothing to be afraid of. It's just, it's just a process that I'm experiencing. Like it's coming from this place of love. Like I really, as I'm saying that, even like you said, feel my heart opening up and almost having compassion for the, this imposter, which, you know, if I'm, if you think about it, I mean, imposter syndrome is, is kind of an illusion in the sense that if you're doing what it is that you want to be doing and you're being who it is that you want to be, be becoming, what is the imposter? There is no imposter. It, it's, it is coming from a place of authenticity and integrity. So I just, I love that you- And I really that believe that version is already inside of you, right? It's just taking the steps to, to bring it out in the physical reality, right? And I think that's where that imposter syndrome comes from is it's like, we have this vision, but like in our 3D reality, we're not quite there yet. And that's a normal experience. Like that's actually how we co-create our reality is to, you know, be like, okay, this is my current reality. This is my vision of where I want to go. How do I, you know, take the steps to get there? How do I embody that energy of already being there? Right. So we have to take that action first before it actually becomes manifested in our 3d reality. You know, if we just waited around and we're like, okay, well, you know, I'll just wait until I quit my nine to five to, you know, do this and that, like you would never actually get there, you know? So you're taking those steps to become that version of yourself. And that's where, you know, this process, like imposter syndrome is a normal thing and it's a beautiful thing. It really is when we can see, oh, wow, this is where I'm at right now, but this is the vision I have because I have that vision. I know that version of me is already here. It's already inside of me. Like if you have that vision, it's possible for you. It is you. Trust that and allow yourself to move into that space of like unknowing, right? And mystery of like, I'm not quite there yet, but I see it. I sense it. I know it inside. And so I'm going to trust and I'm going to take that leap of faith, right? Yeah, that's, it's, that's such a beautiful reminder and specifically what you said around like our vision of where we're going and who we're becoming that comes from within us. That doesn't, I mean, it, we like project it out into the world, but it, it does start from within us. Therefore we have everything that we need. So I think that's such a beautiful reminder that you said that. So I wanted to ask, can you give an example? Cause you were talking about going through the sequences. So maybe in simple terms or just to the listeners, if they're getting into gene keys and whatnot, what does it like quote mean to go through the sequence? Like it, I know that it's about embodying, but I think it'd be great if you could maybe elaborate or give an example on that. Yeah. So in the gene keys, we have what's called the gene keys approach and the gene keys approach is about contemplation. So contemplation is about really using your mind in a higher way. And contemplation really is about taking pauses, you know, so that you can really be with the energy that you're experiencing. And it's with the spirit of inquiry. That's another element of the Gene Keys approach is entering with it within the, you know, the mind of a, a beginner's mind, right? And inquiring about these things. You know, that's the higher expression. Inquiry is the higher expression of uh, the 63rd gene key. And the 63rd shadow is doubt, right? So instead of doubting, instead of like having that self-doubt or suspicion of other things, we like inquire. 
It's like this higher use of the mind. We inquire, we contemplate. And along with that, we use the, the elements of patience and gentleness. You know, so with this comes that patience of knowing that, yeah, I said, okay, you go through your activation sequence, but you're never actually done with it. You don't do the gene keys. You don't actually do human design either. You don't finish your human design. You don't finish the gene keys. It's an ongoing process because your shadows, like I said, we're not trying to make the shadows go away. The shadows are going to be a continuous part of your journey. It's about shifting the relationship with them. And so that's where that contemplation, inquiry, patience, gentleness comes in, is in this journey of shifting our relationships with our shadows so that we can unleash the gift, we have to enter in with a contemplative and inquiry state of mind, right? A beginner's mind. We have to be open to seeing these different things and to even challenging beliefs that we once had. You know, so much of what's happened for me in going and, and fully devoting myself to the gene keys has been questioning everything I ever once believed. It's really like, I mean, I mean, everything, everything in my business, everything that, everything that I do, it, it's, it's had me question it and look at it in a completely different perspective. And that's where that contemplation and inquiry come in. And then, you know, I can feel this pressure to, oh my God, I need to change these things. I need to do this all right now. That's where the patience and gentleness comes in. I, I don't have to change it all right now. I just need to see it. I need to witness it. I need to allow it to be there. And with that grace comes in. You know, like really knowing that all of this is, is being guided, is being, you know, we're always being held by the divine mother. You know, even when we feel like we're disconnected, like we're in the wrong place, we're never actually disconnected. You can actually never be in the wrong place or at the wrong time. You're exactly where you need to be. And this just brings this approach into your daily life. Like it literally my whole life has become a contemplative approach. I mean, the gene keys are literally my life. I, and I'm not even joking. Like it's, I literally like it's, it's in everything because it's, yeah, it's, it's the embodiment, but it's really bringing this in. And the more that I've just been going into this transmission of the gene keys, it's less about my specific pro profile. Because the 64 gene keys are in every cell of your body. You actually have all of these keys inside of you, regardless of your profile. That can be another limitation, right? And so sometimes we need that structure to like allow these breakthroughs and epiphanies to come through. Like in the beginning, we kind of need that structure, right? Like we need, if you think about it, like, a river needs the banks for it to like flow through, right? So sometimes we need that structure for, for the breakthroughs, for the epiphanies to flow through. But we have what we have to understand is eventually all of these structures, all of these systems eventually need to fall away because we can't be reliant on them, you know? And what I love so much about the Gene Keys is 
this is, this is a lineage of wisdom you know, even human design as well. This is a lineage of wisdom that has been around before I was human designer of the Gene Keys. And it's, it's literally in our cells. Like we have the ability to transform our DNA, to transform on a cellular level with this work. And that's why I think it's so much simpler than human design because you don't need to worry about your strategy and authority. If you just focus on allowing, accepting, and embracing your shadows and elevating your frequency into the gift, you're going to fall in alignment with your strategy and authority, you know? And I, and like I said, a lot of those structures then fall away and you learn to just trust yourself. And I think that's what both of these systems are all about is bringing us back to the authority within. I love everything that you're saying, obviously, I know I keep saying that. I love what you're saying. I love what you're saying, but like, really it just speaking to my soul. And it's so interesting because if I were again, to look at that, that gate 48 of, and that shadow of inadequacy, you know, we were kind of talking about this in our group chat. And it was like, for me, the way that you talked about it, the way that you're speaking about gene keys now, specifically, I was like, okay, like I always have this, this inadequacy of my, in my life of like wanting to do better and so on. But the thing is, I realized that I think the highest expression is wisdom, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so wisdom. So when I looked at that and I thought, Kayla, who do you, who do you need to be to just be wisdom? Like without, without any strategic planning or trying to do it the right way, like really, who do you need to be? And if you're being that, what are you letting go of? Because you're not being that right now. And so I started to, to really question, you know, the being rather than the doing, though I did find that when I focused on if I'm being wisdom, like you said, how the strategy and the authority would naturally fall in is true, because if I'm being wisdom and I'm being in alignment, then I'll know what lights me up. I'll know what I'm meant to respond to. And it's almost like that comes after because of the beingness is like the, the guidance in the first place. So when you were sharing that, it was like, you know, that's kind of a different way of seeing it. Whereas before I'd be like, okay, wisdom, like how can I use my strategy and authority to like get wisdom, right? But I love how with the gene keys, like this really is coming from such a feminine energy and like this feminine essence of, of being and allowing, because ultimately that's like you said, like mother earth is just, that is the nurturing process. So that, that really does, I see how that ties into the gene keys. Yeah. So with 48, the spectrum of consciousness, the shadow is inadequacy. The gift is resourcefulness and the city is wisdom. And like with all of the cities, we're actually not trying to get there, right? We're not striving to get there. What you want to do is you want to allow, accept and embrace inadequacy. Can you embrace inadequacy in your life and not see it as a shadow, not see it as something that you need to get rid of, that you need to fix, that you need to change? Because it's in that that you find the gift of resourcefulness. You have so much resourcefulness through this shadow of inadequacy. You know, it, it, has, it has driven you to, you know, gain so much knowledge, to get all these resources and gather all of this, right? So it's actually a divine gift. Inadequacy is a divine gift that when embraced is resourcefulness. And that's what it's all about is you releasing the resourcefulness because then the wisdom, because 
basically what we have in the gene keys, we talk about two different forces, evolution and involution. So evolution is like that evolving force. That's like us as, as, as humans, we are, um, you know, striving to become better, to evolve, right? It's like the human trying to um, ascend, right? And then we have involution. And involution, this, this is like that concept of seeing you as the divine. And this is the, the divine involving into form. So this is the divine coming down into the human form. So we have these processes of involution and evolution. And involution, it's coming down in, and that's the cities. The cities are involving. The, they want to come down into our physical form and we have to just be a vessel to allow them in. A vessel that's open and clear enough for those frequencies to come in. And the way that we clean that vessel and, and prepare it for the cities is by doing this work to allow and accept and embrace the shadows and to be then releasing the gift and service to the whole. So beautiful. And the way that you're sharing, it really does tie into just being so integral with what we talked about earlier about being wholesome and being one. Because when we embrace and we accept these shadows within the gene keys and just in life in general, like when we really embrace and accept shadows, like we are inclusive to the entire experience and all the energy. Because energy, like really this whole conversation is about energy and like essence and being like energy cannot be created or destroyed. Like can, it can just be constricted or redirected. And so I think it's really beautiful the way that the way that you described that. Yeah, I mean, and it gives such, it's such a human approach, you know, because when we can do this, we do gain so much compassion for others, right? Because we see how others are on this same journey. I mean, this process alone has completely transformed my relationship with my mother. And my mother has nothing to do with human design or the gene keys. This work has transformed every relationship in my life, regardless of if they have anything to do with human design or the gene keys. And that is the power that we have when we elevate our frequency is that we get to transform relationships with just one person, with just you doing the work, you can transform every relationship in your life. And you actually, you know, through us allowing, accepting and embracing our shadows, we elevate the collective frequency. We're literally doing this work, not just for ourselves, but for the whole. And that's why it's so important that each of us, you know, say yes to this journey and, and allow and accept and embrace these beautiful divine shadows that are here to help you remember the divine that's within. I'm so present to just the amount of love in our conversation. Like we haven't even said the word. Well, I mean, I said the word love. Like I love this conversation. I love what you're saying. But I mean, literally the whole concept of everything we're talking about is really just stemming from love and acceptance. And it's just, my heart just feels so full from everything that we talked about today. And so before I kind of wrap things up, Randy, I always ask people this, what is intuitively a piece of wisdom that you want to share with our listeners today? Yeah, I think it's just knowing that you are whole and complete as you are in this moment. And even if you, your, your passenger doesn't like the view that you're seeing right now in your reality, that it's actually divinely guided. 
and you're exactly where you need to be. And all you need to do is be present in this moment, give gratitude and appreciation for this moment right now. Breathe into that one point behind your navel. Like even if you wanna just put your hands right now on your belly button and just breathe into that one point that's behind your navel, this one point is what connects you to the whole, that connects you to all in existence, all of creation. And just to bring yourself back to that point as often as you need to, to remember that you are always connected, that you are always exactly where you need to be. Such a beautiful message. Thank you for sharing that. So can you please tell us where our listeners can find you, your Instagram. I know you have a podcast channel as well. So please share all the goodies and then I'll include that in the show notes as well. Yeah, absolutely. So you can follow me on Instagram. I am, my profile is I am Randy Lee. And you can also listen to my podcast, The Uplifting Podcast. It's on all major platforms. I come out with new episodes every Wednesday and I basically alternate between interviews and solo episodes uh, where I share about human design and the gene keys. So um, my guests are always like sharing their unique wisdom, um, but it's always uplifting positive messages uh, with without bypassing the shadow. And I think that's really what we need to do is we need to this like wholehearted approach where love is the central focus, but we're not bypassing the shadows where, you know, it's, it's through that, that we can really be open-hearted. So I would love to connect with you on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most or um, check out my podcast. And thanks so much, Kayla, for having me. Oh my gosh. You're so welcome. I adored our conversation today. And it was like, exactly what I needed to hear. Cause you know what I'm going through in my life right now. And I'm just, I'm just so grateful to have women and leaders like you in my life, because it's honestly made such a difference for me. So I know that our listeners will be super appreciative of what they learned today in our conversation. So thank you. Yeah. And if you want to learn more about the gene keys, you can go to genekeys.com and you can get your free profile and on there with your free profile, you'll get some um, written explanations of the four spheres in your activation sequence. And if you are interested in having a gene keys reading, you can reach out to me to learn more about that. Um, but there's lots of resources there on genekeys.com, including courses on each of the sequences that we talked about today. And they're so accessible. They're like $125 for these courses that are created by Richard Rudd, uh, who channeled the Gene Keys system. And I just really believe in learning these systems from the source. So if you are interested in learning more, I, I highly recommend going to genekeys.com and would be happy to answer any questions you might have. Amazing. I'll definitely put those, uh, those links in the show notes for everyone. So I just want to thank all the listeners for tuning in. If you share this episode on social media, definitely tag us so that we can celebrate with you. And if you haven't liked or subscribed to the channel, please do. And I will chat with you in the next episode.